that he sat at the head of a large rectangular table. Nikolaevsky, Costello, Genovese, and Adonis at his side. Welcome back, welcome back. You know what time it is. The Fan in the Van podcast time. Oh, God. What a weekend. What a weekend. The whole Deshaun Watson thing has really kind of turned the the NFL upside down. You have Browns fans now um, claiming they're not Browns fans. And um, something, obviously, you know, I think that needs to be discussed. So... In that retrospect, everybody knew at some point when this was going to happen, whether it was to the Browns, whether it was to the Saints, whether it was to the Falcons, whether it was even to my Steelers, there was going to there was going to be this backlash. It was going to happen. It was only a matter of time. And this is something that I think a lot of teams shied away from knowing one that Houston was asking for way too much. You know, let's just be real about that there. They were asking for way too much. But then again, they have one of one of the best quarterbacks in the game right now. You could look at his record and say different because he's 28 and 26. But, you know, those are on crappy Texans teams. And, you know, he hasn't played in over a year. So he's a bit healthier. But when you see the the bigger landscape here and the fact that he was accused by 22 different women of not just sexual misconduct, sexual assault, you know, and you have Browns fans donating to rape crisis centers in Cleveland. First off, you should have already been doing that, whether Cleveland, you know, traded for the guy or not. You know, you also managed to have your quarterback in Baker Mayfield now not even want to be there and he wouldn't start anyway even if Deshaun Watson was there or whether you know listen with the whole Baker Mayfield thing listen again I'm not the biggest Baker fan I'm not a Baker lover at all but at least with Baker you didn't have all this this backlash and turmoil going on there weren't banners you know of F Watson Get the F out of here, this, that, and the third. And this is something why I think the Steelers didn't go after Watson. Even though, listen, there's a lot of hypocrisy within this whole Watson situation that some see and some don't. Obviously, if you're a fan of the Steelers, you wanted Watson. And some have been, you know, have gone to social media, you know, well, he wasn't indicted by a grand jury. They didn't find enough evidence to move forward with it. When you look at it from the justice system standpoint, okay. But whether he did or didn't do it is something that none of us will ever know unless Deshaun Watson comes out himself and says, yeah, you know what, guys, maybe I was a little rough with the women. Maybe I expected a little more than I should have. But when I'm scrolling through Twitter this morning and I got to see this Aditi, blah, 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 whatever her name is, and you want to take a shot at Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, now this is where the other part of the hypocrisy comes in. And this comes with... Sports media, and it comes with fans of the Cleveland Browns. For years, you've sat there, and you have mocked Roethlisberger for his situation. Now you have one of the most 
scandalous quarterbacks on your team. Let's just call it what it is. One of the most scandalous quarterbacks on your team in Deshaun Watson. All right? Again, I'm not saying he did it. I'm not saying he didn't do it. I don't know. I don't work in the justice system. I work for a parts company. So, listen, whether he did or didn't do it is something that if the NFL investigates it, and he could still be suspended by the NFL, they're still doing their investigation. But as far as the legal part of it, as far as it going to a grand jury, it's not happening. It's not going to happen. And for, for sports writers to come out now and you want to take a dig at Ben... And yeah, when Ben was young, did he do some things? Whether he did or didn't, I don't know. Did Ben manage to change his ways? Yeah. And you could sit there and talk about, you know, it was the Steelers' PR team that made him go find God and all this other nonsense. Yeah, because the Steelers' PR team only t- tells you what you should say and what you shouldn't say. Okay? I'm not going to tell you to go find God. That's something you do on your own. That's just like in the Deshaun Watson situation. Whether he decided to sexually assault and have sexual misconduct with 22 females or whether he didn't. But when you have this situation now, and I understand, you know, part of where certain women are going to come out and they're going to speak now. And it's good. And there's some men out there that are going to bash it because like, well, why didn't you say something then? Well, let's be honest, because then nobody probably would have believed you. Let's just be real about it. Nobody probably would have believed you. And there was a lot of people on there that said, well, you know, if you're a true professional, then why don't you just say who it is? Then people saying it could have been Antonio Brown. Other people saying it could have been James Harrison. I don't think it was James Harrison. I don't think it was Antonio Brown. Let's be honest. We know exactly who Aditi was talking about. That's Big Ben. That's exactly who it was. But then to come out there and, you know, to say that, but you don't want to say anything about the Deshaun Watson situation you know, you can't, you can't pine for one and fuck the other. For those who, for those who don't know what that means, it's you can't be all for, all for this with Watson while still trying to take your shots at bed. Okay. So if you're going to be a professional, a sports professional media reporter, keep it professional. All right. It's to say, you know, it's a, you know, if Ben made you feel that way, then you should have said something then. Don't come out 10 plus years later and decide to, you know, say something now and, you know, put it all over Twitter. Because we already know where that's going to go. You could have went to the NFL 10 plus years ago. You could have went to this one 10 plus years ago. And whether, and whether it was, whether they chose to believe you or not. And, and that's what, and that's what this situation with Deshaun Watson. Listen, the grand jury decided that there was not enough evidence. Roger Goodell may seem may sit there and say, well, even though I didn't go to the grand jury, I still feel you did something. So Deshaun Watson isn't necessarily over this hurdle yet. Because Goodell could come out at any point and say, you know what, you're suspended. Where I do deem this situation atrocious, though, now is where Cleveland decides not only are we going to trade for you, they justify why they trade for him. But the fact that then they re, they give him a brand new deal, five years, $230 million. And I was talking to my buddy Rob about this last night because he actually messaged me about it. And he says, I think Cleveland tanked. Well, it's a Cleveland thing to do. Put all their eggs into one basket instead of just 
you know, divvying it up and putting two eggs in this basket and two eggs in that basket and two eggs in this basket. Now, all of a sudden, because you got Watson, now you want to bring back Jarvis Landry. If I'm Jarvis Landry, you know what I say? The same thing Baker said. Nah, nah, I'm good. Done. See you. And the fact that with the whole thing of how Cleveland handled it, it is everything Cleveland does manages to just become a shit show. I mean, they obviously told Baker in the offseason, listen, we're looking for a top flight quarterback. Okay. So Cleveland did the right thing there. They let their quarterback know, we're looking to move on from you. But in the event they didn't, obviously then Baker would be the guy to start the season coming up. Okay. Then they meet with Watson. Watson tells him no. Then they go back. Then they go back to Baker and they say he's the quarterback. After Baker has requested a trade, because somewhere between telling Baker and before meeting with Watson, something went south. Okay, obviously. And then you deny Baker's request to trade him. All of a sudden, Watson comes back into play, turns around and says, oh, you know what, I'm going to Cleveland because he liked the fact that Cleveland chased him. He liked the fact that, that Cleveland kept pursuing him even after he said no. Okay. Then you decide, okay, now we're going to trade Baker. But now here's the issue with this. So Baker, Baker's giving you the destination he wants to go. And you Cleveland Browns fans, half years that are half brain dead, well, we shouldn't trade him where he wants to go. You're going to trade him to who gives you the best deal. And Baker doesn't have a lot of value right now. And part of it is, yeah, he's coming off the torn labrum surgery. I understand that. And he was beat up. And listen, I'll give Baker credit for this. Baker played through pain a lot of guys wouldn't play through. Baker played through injuries a lot of guys would not play through. So I'll give him that, even though he's still an overhyped piece of trash, okay? And his commercials suck, and I can't stand watching them, okay? But I'll give Baker this. He went out there and put it all out on the field for not only the Browns fans, his teammates, but for the city of Cleveland. So I'll give him that. I'll give him that. But you fans seem to forget this. And again, I'm not defending Baker. and I'm not defending the Browns or even the city of Cleveland. But let's speak facts to where they lie. Getting Baker made you guys semi-relevant again. Having Baker increased your win percentage. Having Baker gave you different options as far as who to bring in. Now, these options they brought in didn't work out, and we all know why. You could sit there as a Browns fan and say, well, oh, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. You know, didn't know how to work with, with Baker. No, it's that none of them knew how to work together. None of them knew how to gel because the Cleveland Browns organization as a whole doesn't know how to get people to gel together at all. That the only upside you really had with all, this we all these weapons you had was that you had Nick Chubb. And on defense, you got Miles Garrett. Okay? That's about the only things that gelled was the fact that these two guys could do what they do as single players to make the team look better. Okay? Now, Baker going to the Colts, let's say. Does that make the Colts an automatic playoff team? No. Yeah. Maybe. We don't know. Because then again, 
Every team in the NFL right now looks good on paper. Every team looks good on paper. You know, the minute the Browns got Watson, all of a sudden they're 14-1 to favorites to win the Super Bowl. Uh, 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 let's pump the brakes there. Because, again, there needs to be a chemistry. Who's Watson going to have that, that connection with? Okay? How's Cleveland and Deshaun Watson as a collective and as as single individuals, how are they going to handle the media backlash all year and the booing on the field? And not only that, the booing of your own fans. Because the city of Cleveland doesn't want Deshaun Watson. And let's be real. Watson's agents put him in a situation where he has to stay out of trouble. Where there's literally nothing he can do but just go play football. You know, there really is no, as far as I know, there's no nightlife in Cleveland. I've never been there. I really don't know what the city is like. But from what I've been told and here, there really ain't much for him to do to get in trouble there. And Cleveland was the safest spot to go. Because if you put him in New Orleans, <laughs> okay, it's like Mardi Gras every day down there. You put him in Atlanta, <laughs> there's strip club after strip club all over the place, Okay. You know, you put him in, you know, if you put him, if you would put him in Pittsburgh, it would have been safe. Oh, God forbid if you came to the Giants or the Jets, this guy wouldn't have lasted a minute. There's rubbing tugs all over the friggin' planet here. Okay. Um, but the NFL, though, still has an issue on its hands. And it is hypocrisy. Because with the Watson situation, he gets this big deal, and we still don't know if he can even play yet. Cleveland could give him all this money, fully guaranteed, and he could go on the exempt list. And for who knows how long. Look at the, look at the hypocrisy in the Calvin Ridley situation. You know, more players are coming out and speaking highly of it, where it's like, where it's, I, I forget who it was on the Saints. It might have been Demario Davis, I think, where he came out and he goes, you want to suspend Ridley for, for an indefinite amount of time, but look at owners paying coaches to tank. That's another situation. The whole Flores thing came out as far as, well, you know, sham interviews within the Rooney rule, and we all know eventually Rooney got picked up by the Steelers to be like in a special advisory coach to the defense, whatever the title is, okay? But... What's going on with that? What's the punishment going to be for Stephen Ross? How about in Washington? When the Washington Commanders, I can't believe I'm fucking calling them that, you know, their cheerleaders came out and said that they were frigging, you know, all that nonsense that happened there. And Dan Snyder still owns the team. Stephen Ross still owns the NFL. Owns the NFL. Owns the Dolphins. He probably pays Goodell so he could keep the team. Dan Snyder probably pays Goodell so he could keep the team. But this is where I've talked about in the past with Goodell being a spineless piece of trash. Because you have all these players out there from Greg Hardy, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, down the line, Ray Rice, all these guys that have been arrested for assaulting women, beating women, and far worse. Okay, let's not act like there hasn't been far worse in the NFL, and even far worse from ex-NFL players, okay, as of as a recent Zach Stacy incident, okay, and look at 
minus the Zach Stacy situation, even though we're not turning a blind eye to it, we're talking about active NFL players right now or at the time these incidents occurred. Okay. Ray Rice beats the crap out of his fiance in an elevator. Two game suspension. I think the only one who had to go through any type of mental mental health therapy was the Kareem Hunt situation. And that happened on more than one occasion with Kareem Hunt. But we don't know behind closed doors how many times did Ray Rice really hit his fiancée or how many times Greg Hardy put a whooping on a female or how many times did Ezekiel Elliott do it and down the list it goes. Calvin Ridley bet, what, two, three games? So Calvin Ridley says, okay? And yet... The NFL and Goodell deem this far worse. Then you get to the Watson situation. 22 women have come out and have said, he sexually assaulted me. He pulled his fucking dick out and made me stroke it or made me do this or made me do that. And yeah, when talking about this, it's going to get graphic and it's going to be real because that's the only way you can discuss this. Okay. Whether he did it or not, we can't prove it. The only people that know it's true is Deshaun Watson and the 22 other women. And if a justice system decided not to go forth with it, then who knows? But now you have other people have come out, and I've, I've listened to this side of, of the spectrum as well. Because when you, when you discuss sports, you have to see it from every point of view. And even me and Jay have discussed it. Me and Jay have felt maybe this is part of it. The minute Deshaun Watson stated he wanted out of Houston, okay, all of a sudden, this starts. Now, I'm not saying this is true. I'm just saying because we're all entitled to opinions. And again, if you want to be a conspiracy theorist and you want to think this is why this happened, okay, I'll play this. I'll, I'll go down this road. I'll play this card. I'll, I'll go, you know, I'll entertain this. Could Houston have had involvement in this? They could have found 22 women. But there's another story that came out with one of Watson's former college teammates that said this has been happening since college, which means this could have been happening longer. But again, that's one person's side of it. Then you have these 22 women. Then you have Watson's story. And it's just too much to, you know, unless there's actual footage or there's authenticated documentation via text or emails about any of this in the eyes of the law he's innocent till proven guilty then and that's what you have to realize in this whole thing everybody wanted to be so quick to well he's a rapist he's this he's that we don't truthfully know it sucks to say it but we don't truthfully know and it sucks. And I'm not saying these 22 women are liars. I'm not saying that at all. You know, and I'm not saying that what Aditi, whatever her name is, went through, well, supposedly went through with covering Big Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers, you know, isn't something that we shouldn't listen to because we should. Because at the end of the day, the only way things change, whether it's from a male perspective, you know, listen, men could be sexually assaulted by women too, you know, but it's been happening to women because you look at a female and let's be honest, there are men out there with the mentality to look at a female and go, you're weak minded and I can easily take advantage. 
And there's the women out there who do get taken advantage of that decide not to speak up. And then there's the ones that do decide to speak up. And when they do speak up, they get bashed for it. And people who sit there and listen and say, well, you kind of did that with Aditi before. No, it's not me bashing Aditi for what she's saying, but it's just the fact that you're, you're going to speak of one, but not discuss the other. And I get she doesn't cover the Cleveland Browns. And even though she works for the NFL Network, technically she covers all 32 teams. Just like everybody else at the NFL Network does. But if you're going to take a stab at Ben, then do it to Deshaun Watson as well. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying Ben was a, Ben was the poster child and this end-all, be-all, greatest guy in his younger years, okay? But when you're a fan of the NFL, I think what we tend to do is we tend to forget, or a fan of the NBA, and I'll get to th- this NBA thing in a second because it involves Kevin Durant, um, but when we're a fan of a certain sport and a certain team... We tend to forget that at the end of the day, these people are humans just like us. Just like you and me. They wake up the same. They put on their pants the same way. The only difference is, is that they have a specific set skill, whether it's, you know, a dominant NBA player or an amazing goal scorer in the, in the NHL, you know, an amazing three-point shooter in the NBA, an amazing running back in the NFL, whatever the position, regardless, okay? We tend to forget that they're humans at the end of the day. And that they're going to make good choices and bad choices like we do when we wake up every day. So that's something we also have to look at. You know, Cleveland Browns fans can come out again and they could say, we don't want Watson, he's a rapist, he's this, he's that. Okay, all right. You're entitled to your opinions, rightfully so. But again, look at it on the bigger picture. He wasn't proven guilty. Again, and I get the justice system is corrupt, and it's pretty much this. The richer you are, the better lawyer you're going to have. You have a public defender, they're going to do nothing for you. They're gonna do, you're going to get exactly what you pay for. And unfortunately, some people are put in that predicament where they can't afford the top-notch lawyer. So is that person who can't afford the top-notch lawyer going to get fucked in the end? Yeah, nine times out of ten. I mean... You could go all the way back to OJ. OJ had all these lawyers. And when I was in 6th, 7th grade is when the whole OJ thing happened. And I came home every day and I would watch this trial. Okay. And no matter what they tried to do. And let's be honest in, in that situation. It went from double murder to exposing the LAPD for, for, for being racist. But let's call it what it is. It went from from one scope to a completely different scope that some people even forgot that two people died. And we're sitting there watching OJ put on a glove, and it's like, oh, you know, the glove don't fit. You must have quit. Those were Johnny Cochran's words. Okay? But when you look at the Watson situation, you know, again, we don't know. Just like in the OJ thing. We all, a lot of people think he did it because his DNA was there. But then again, it's his truck. The, the blood type matches OJ's, but it could have been his son. Families share the same DNA. I'm just saying. But with Watson, 
there comes a lot of backlash now. And is it something that Cleveland was prepared to handle? No, they weren't. Was it was it worth the risk of trading half your draft capital away for the next two, three years for this type of backlash? And not only that, you have yourself in a contract now that you got no mother effing way out. Because it's all guaranteed. So, once again, Cleveland is always going to Cleveland somehow. But before I go, there was there's one thing in the NBA that I have to discuss. And I might be doing one again tonight. Jay might be making his triumphant return tonight. Um, so we'll probably go over this and a lot more. But Kevin Durant gets fined for cursing at a fan. And the fan said, you need to take over this game. And Durant says, you need to sit down and shut the fuck up. Okay? Not to paraphrase, Kevin Durant's words. And I posted it on Facebook and I said, not for nothing, but if you're going to sit courtside, and I've said this before and you've all heard it, you need to act with some sort of decorum. All right. I understand, you know, you want to heckle is one thing. And some players will, you know, they'll have fun with you at it. But there's some you just don't do it to because they, they on the court they become this different person. They they become they have like a killer instinct in where it's I have to win this game, and, you know or, or, you know it's almost like Mamba mentality, all right, where it's I have to take over this game. I have we have to win, you know whatever it is, and. But when you sit there and you want to say asinine things, and like, and it's happened to LeBron James, where LeBron's had fans kicked out of games, you know, and Carmelo Anthony's had fans kicked out of games as as a reason. But should the NBA fine you because you decide to say something back again, just like in the NFL and the NBA, guys like Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, even LeBron James, they're humans at the end of the day, and that's what we forget. But is it right for the NBA to find an NBA player because they took a stand on something? I don't think so. But then again, you're employed by the NBA, not only by the Brooklyn Nets, but by the NBA as a collective. So I understand where you have to uphold a certain, you know, professionalism. But there comes a point where it's just, fuck you. And I'm going to say something now. And I don't give a shit. And that $25,000 fine or $50,000 fine, whatever it was for Kevin Durant, he could wipe his ass with it. It's nothing to him. But do I think that, do I think something should be done to prevent some of this? Listen, they're not going to hear you from the nosebleeds call freaking Kevin Durant a jerk off or LeBron a freaking a wannabe Kobe and whatever it is. They're not going to hear that. But when you're sitting courtside, act accordingly. When you're sitting behind the plate in Yankee Stadium or City Field or Fenway Park or wherever it is, act accordingly. Same thing in the NFL. You're sitting right behind the team's bench. Act accordingly. You don't have to be a jerk off. You could go and banter with the players and some of them will banter back with you, you know, and joke around and, and, and you know, in a type of way. But there's some like with the LeBron situation where it got racist. And LeBron took a stand. Now, LeBron didn't get fined. He didn't get fined for, for, for his part in it. But Kevin Durant does get fined. 
because we could clearly hear in the video, he clearly tells the fan to sit the, sit the fuck down and, wa- and, you know, and watch the fucking game, okay? Again, it's just not in the NFL. There's hypocrisy in every sport. There's hypocrisy even with us, the fans. It's a matter of when we all take accountability for it. But we could discuss that more at a later date. But till then, obviously, you know, like I said, me and Jay might be doing one tonight. But Jay is coming back, so um, there'll probably be more videos up. For those who don't realize, we do have videos on YouTube. Um, we just haven't done them in a while. And, uh, you know, as always, I want to give my thanks to 1420 Sports for always retweeting, following. Go check them out as well. A uh, bunch of great guys over there with some good content. Uh, my buddy Torch the Poet for always retweeting and following. Um, Nate's Daily Wager, uh, another good podcast out there you should listen to. Um, to everybody else who follows retweets, I'm not going to go through the whole list because I'll be here for 17 days. Um, but you all know who you are, and it's very much appreciated. Um, the next one, too, we might also do... If I don't do it with Jay, I might just do it myself then. I did go over my Steelers mock draft. And I even did two different first round, the top 10 draft picks, where I think certain guys are going to go. So, to the next one, again, thank you to all that follow, listen, retweet, keep spreading the word. And um, to the next one, stay safe. And as always, peace.